Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nothing pairs with breakfast like preseason basketball. your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Tuesday, October 8th. But first, sports. Good morning. Toronto Raptors are taking part in their first preseason game of the year today. The Raptors are in Japan and the game is against the Houston Rockets and it's at 6 a.m. Eastern time. So I'm going to guess, educated guess, that you are listening to this at a time when you can either be scrolling along or you can scroll back to your Twitter timeline and get some live as it happened highlights and analysis. You would also be treated to my guest at this time's 10 things column that comes out after every single Raptors game. The Raptors are not only starting their preseason this morning, but they also made news yesterday. They signed Kyle Lowry to a one-year $31 million extension that runs through next season. William Liu, Yahoo Sports Canada's Raptor lead, is here to quickly break the deal down and to bridge that gap between training camp, which he was at, and this morning's preseason opener, which he is watching. Will, how did Kyle Lowry manage to cash in a $31 million payday with the Raptors before the season starts? Well, he's a very smart man, and he realized he had a lot of leverage in this situation on multiple fronts. So one, from the Raptors' perspective, you can't go from losing DeMar to losing Kawhi to losing Kyle in three successful summers. It's just too much. And two, the Raptors had a ton of cap room for the summer of 2020 in which there's not a lot of good free agents out there at all. So they might as well give that money to Kyle. And I think Kyle picked up on this. Kyle's very smart. I think Kyle wanted more long-term in terms of maybe a three-year deal. Raptors definitely said, we are not doing that, but we will give you one big lump sum. And, you know, in the end, Kyle Lowry got uh, $31 million to be a 34-year-old point guard that's six foot tall. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm 34 years old and six feet tall. Yeah. Uh, so enough said on that. Um, you sort of mentioned that he obviously was looking for three years. Do you think this precipitates into a year from now he signs two years at a lower rate? Or is that a dream that is being sold? I think it's definitely possible. And that's probably what Raptors management has in mind but you kind of need Kyle Lowry to go along with it and I think Kyle is the kind of guy where look he wants to stay here he likes Toronto it's not like he did this just to take advantage of the Raptors I think he genuinely wants to stay here and he wanted a good deal to stay here so on, on both fronts he won but at the same time if he's this good next season and he's this good the season after which is a bit unlikely but let's say he keeps his level and a team comes along and says hey we'll give you you know, $35 million over two years. Is he going to turn that down just because he has a quote-unquote handshake agreement with the Raptors to sign for a very, very cheap deal? I don't think so. So, you know, we'll have to see. They have another point guard at the free agent, Fred Van Vliet. Do you think this affects his money or his longevity in any way, or is it sort of a separate thing? I think it's a separate thing. Obviously, there's a connection there because only one of them can start, and Fred has talked very much about how much he wants to start. But, you know, at the same time, 
I think with Fred, it's very much a case of there's an opportunity in this upcoming season. He's going to have plenty of chances to start. And, you know, it's up to him. If he gets really, really good, the Raptors are going to keep him. There's no question about that. But if he doesn't get to that level, maybe the Raptors say, you know what, thanks for everything. The memories were amazing. You're a Toronto legend forever, but we just don't believe you as a starting point guard. So it really doesn't change anything from that perspective because if Fred wanted the kind of money Fred wants, he needed to show that this upcoming season. And, you know, that's regardless of whether Kyle's here or not. Takeaways from from training camp, anything that stood out to you that either surprised you or was further along than you expected? I don't think anything came out of it that was too surprising. Um, one of the biggest talking points, obviously, from a training camp was Mark uh, being sort of slow to be integrating to the team. And that one made sense because he played a lot during the summertime. So, you know, it makes sense for him to take a bit of time off. The Kyle Lowry situation, it was a little bit awkward that he just didn't speak to any reporters. He, You didn't see him shooting around. I think one of the days the whole team had left and Kyle Lowry came in for a private shooting session, which was strange. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, they did the intra-squad game and everybody on the team, whether they were playing or not, got introduced, except for Kalari, who was supposedly in the building, but just didn't come out for what would have just been a free ovation. So that was a very curious situation. I think now that he's got his contract hammered out, I think there will be no more problems. I think they'll probably tie to uh, the negotiations in some sort of strange way. But. That was pretty much it. Otherwise, it was just a pretty normal training camp. Everyone's very optimistic. You know, Norm apparently was hitting everything in uh, behind closed doors. But when the doors opened up, he I think he had like a three for twenty one performance as usual. <laughs> uh, Fred wore pants during a game, so you know that's goes to show how serious the game was. Um, I still want to see Pascal hit a turnaround jumper in sort of a real game setting and make it um but for the most part you know it's the it's just a regular training camp and it's really about uh which one of these young guys pop so the raptors play this morning and last night it was the toronto maple leafs they had a tough test against the st louis blues the defending champs came in and won in toronto it was a 3-2 game a tight high level hockey uh the blues played well the leafs also played pretty well Quite frankly, it was very evenly matched game throughout. A couple slips, the Blues, the champions, stepped up and took advantage. A great early season test for Toronto and Yahoo Sports Canada's Maple Leafs lead. Justin Cuthbert was at the game. Cuth is with me now. Cuthbert, what did you think of the Maple Leafs performance in what I would consider to be a measuring stick game against the Blues? Yes, the early measuring stick game, that's always always something to look forward to. I mean, I think they played... Maybe their best game. I, I, I think from a possession standpoint, that certainly certainly bears out those facts. But uh, I think there was a lot of encouraging signs. I think that was uh, from the top two lines. I mean, they largely dominated uh, the top six from the St. Louis Blues, who obviously uh, were just in the last four or five months uh, at, at the level where they were able to, you know, lift their team to this first ever Stanley Cup. Um, I thought Tyson Berry and Jake Muzzin in particular was really, really good. Freddie Anderson, um, pretty solid as well, even though he wasn't able to make, you know, that, that big difference making save, but, um, from just a shot perspective, breaking down one of the best defenses in the NHL and, and generating 34 scoring chances in the game at five on five is pretty impressive. So I think, I think the Leafs have a lot to take from uh, what was a competitive loss. We saw Cody Cece, you mentioned it. He was indispensable on the on the most important, probably the prettiest goal of the game. He's sort of had an up-and-down start. How do you rate him sort of with his pluses and minuses? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been up and down. I thought the first couple games he was, you know, quiet, which is exactly what you want from Cody Cece, but it, it sort of all came to the fore in uh, the third game in the loss versus Montreal. I mean, everything was just uh, sort of getting through him, whether he's losing a man in coverage or failing to block the pass on a two-on-one. He was getting routinely burned in that game. Uh, a little bit better tonight, I think most of the goals that St. Louis scored came with uh, Tyson Berry and Jake Muzzin on the ice, even though I thought they were very good. But uh, I think CC was not noticeable in this game, which is exactly how you want Cody CC to be. Somebody who had a tough weekend and has had a tough start to the season uh, wore a bit of one of the goals tonight. What do you think of Kasperi Kapanen? Is he getting more comfortable or is it less likely that he's going to be holding on to that role? Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely he's definitely going to lose that role when Zach Hyman's back. But I, I don't think they will budge on this because they've sort of planted their flag in the ground right at the outset of training camp. And, and this is how it was always going to be. It was definitely the best game, I think, for that line. Uh, they were running at about 80%, 80% possession through two periods. Uh, but again, in some eyes, or in the, in the eyes of some, some fans, he's going to wear the goat horns because uh, it was him that Petrangelo crept behind uh, to score the game winner. I don't think we should lay all the blame on him for that um, because uh, there's only so much you can do when there's two potential guys that you could be uh, sort of clogging up the lanes for. And, and there was a little bit of a pick play that St. Louis ran uh, that opened up that space. But again, uh, I think I think that breakout's coming from that line and a good moment has to be coming for Casper Kapanen because uh, I think he's been sort of unfairly uh, on the wrong end of things, at least through the first four games of the year. Anything else to note or mention from tonight's game? Just William Nylander. I think that was his best game by far uh, of the four games. Obviously scoring probably the, the, the nicest goal you'll see from the Leafs at least through the first four games unless you're partial to Austin Matthews' ridiculous shot. Mm. Um, but, but really dogged on the forecheck, uh, creating two turnovers uh, in the offensive zone that led to sustained pressure. Uh, Babcock saying his praises after the game. I think this is uh, William Nealer's best game from a pretty good start for him, and it was obviously important that he has that good start. The Maple Leafs are off tonight and Wednesday, but the big tests don't stop coming early on. They host the Tampa Bay Lightning Thursday evening in Toronto, the reigning President's Trophy winners following the Stanley Cup champs as visitors in Toronto. That Kyle Lowry contract situation that I spoke to Will Lou about at the top of the show, apparently, if that hadn't gotten sorted out, Kyle was possibly going to push to be traded. That comes to us from Sportsnet's Michael Grange, who had heard it from, quote, sources close to Lowry, so... The leverage that Will mentioned off the top of the show, definitely a play there. Lowry playing his cards right and ultimately landing himself, as we said, a $31 million payday for next season from the Raptors. There was a whole bunch of Major League Baseball playoff games yesterday. Every single team was involved and every game was a potential elimination game. The Cardinals walked off the Braves. They pushed that series to a deciding game five. Max Scherzer lifted the Nationals to send the series with the Dodgers to five. The Rays stayed alive. They will force a game four against the Astros. And the Yankees were the only team to actually eliminate someone yesterday, finishing off a three-game sweep of the Minnesota Twins. So the Yankees are in the ALCS. The Astros have the chance to join them in the ALCS this afternoon in game four against the Tampa Bay Rays. First pitch for that game is scheduled for 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time. The National League, therefore, will have two do-or-die game fives 
on Wednesday. And that is it for today's show. There promises to be so much to talk about today. So much stuff happening today. And to catch up from, from last night, you can get full coverage of all of it. From everyone I talked to today on the show and more on Yahoo Sports Canada. You're now all caught up to start your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.